0: Hey this is the last coffee. So I phrased (laughs) midsummer pretty significantly and I'm on kind of another side uh, for stranger things and actually right before this I had somebody on social media talk to me about how the reason it's so appreciated right now is that it is for kids it's it's more accessible and even though it has some kind of like horror elements it doesn't have a whole bunch of cursing or nudity or anything like that Uh, it's got kid protagonists and parents feel okay with kids watching this sort of a thing and it's just kind of a fun little story so I'm gonna trash it right now (laughs) but I absolutely hear that, and I'm kind of, I mean, I encourage that, just like I would trash Christianity. <laughs> but uh, I think that there are some very positive things, and I kind of lament the days where people had moorings in morality and history that they get from Christianity. I do understand wanting to have things like Stranger Things. Okay, so I hadn't seen any Stranger Things until this weekend, I think. Uh, I think I started one, at the first episode at some point, but I stopped it and didn't go back to it. So I started watching it again because a new season came out, and I thought I could just through the whole thing. I don't like it. I don't think anyone will disagree with me either on the reasons that I don't like it. So there are so many missed opportunities. Obviously the comparison is going to come from E.T. E.T. has a bunch of kids getting shenanigans. It's got a, a weird alien-like person <laughs> that they have to hide and I kind of hate that they just kind of took that and, and ran with it in whatever direction they wanted. Like E.T. is good because E.T. is good. It's not because of the setup. It's not because of the aliens that comes down and the kid has to hide it. I mean, fine ideas, but what makes it transcendent, what makes it get beyond most movies that have decent setups is the heart in it, the ideas, the the way the characters interact, the reality of the characters, the special things that it's able to do, you know, the iconic moments that come up, the balance in the way that the characters act and and react and interact and the, the conflicts between the characters, the multiple characters that you like and you understand the motivations, but the way that those conflicts work out so and these are small conflicts not like massive conflicts so anyway uh this isn't about ET. this is about stranger things so like it's a very similar setup uh the alien has special powers and you discover those it can't really talk and you have to figure out where it's from and how to get it back to I, not even i guess get it back in this case the things that annoy me about this is that it rushes through a lot of the things that it's trying to accomplish it just rushes through them and i don't know if it's trying to just knock out action beats and that's the whole point but it it rushes through it Too lazy to go into detail about important things or take the time to establish characters beyond generic characters Which makes all the things that happen thereafter much more interesting. It just thinks the writers are thinking Okay What are the basic ways that people are going to react in this situation and then implements those basic ways as opposed to carving out? This is a real character. I'm going to have these particular idiosyncrasies or psychology or ways of thinking for this character that is going to react in a particular Way to these particular circumstances. So it's it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And not only that, it has a whole bunch of cliches. Tons of cliches throughout. So obviously, you've got the shady government. I mean, that's a cliche at this point, but it's it's a forgivable cliche because there's not a whole lot else you can do, I guess, with this kind of a setup. You could have the government a little more sympathetic, you know. You can you can work that or have them balanced where you understand the interests of the government to some kind of a degree. They do that, but they don't do it well because the government not to get into spoilers but and it should be more detailed and there should have been more mythology built into it or established over time so i i don't know how well i can explain these without going into spoiler territory but this is all first season stuff i didn't have any i just started the second season this is all first season stuff there are two sets of bullies huge cliche just unredeemable bullies who are inexplicably evil and mean to the protagonist there are two sets of them there are the ones that bully the kids that are considered Consistent source of conflict and no texture here, no balance in these characters or anything like that. They're just bullies and beat up the kids inexplicably. Who knows why? They just beat them up. And there's another set of bullies, the former boyfriend of the one chick. Oh, by the end of the season, becomes her boyfriend again, uh, even though he broke the other kids' (laughs) camera. What a dick. Uh, So a little bit of spoilers. Sorry. There's a second group of bullies though, where he's like the former boyfriend and then boyfriend again is with some other kids who are just inexplicably evil, who want to be mean to the one protagonist kid who's the brother of the kid that was lost or whatever. So, bullies, can we get rid of this? Can we not do this cliche anymore? Like, it's so generic and pointless. It's like you need some kind of a conflict, whatever. Think of a better conflict, Ugh. And the bullies get their comeuppance, you know, they little kids, Gets forced to pee himself or something. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking spoilers for the season one, at least to some degree. But they get that come up and you know where they oh we got one up on the bullies. It's just it's cliche. It's it's the same thing you seen a million times and you absolutely expect it's the most straightforward storytelling you could do under the circumstances just knowing kids hiding something from parents you know you kind of need this that's pretty forgivable like the shady government but that's another thing uh, the crazy mother of the lost kid it's just like yeah i've seen that a few many many times uh, more forgivable because it's a thing but going to the library to research uh, <laughs> some phenomenon you're trying to figure out another cliche you know there are cliche phrases that i i would say before they said them as they were going along. A couple I remember were when he said, I'm going to find him, you know, cliche phrase under the circumstances. You were right, cliche phrase under the circumstances. You can avoid these. You could say something more interesting. You could have it settled in a more interesting way than using the exact phrases that you expect the character to to say that is necessitated by by the circumstances that you've seen a million times in a million movies. Uh, So that's just frustrating. Uh, You have uh, like the second set of bullies with the former boyfriend he's cartoonishly mean when you need him to be cartoonishly mean instead of you know having more balance in that so it's it's just childish writing and the new boyfriend or new love interest or who was supposed to be the new love interest uh, and again this isn't done well like this isn't set up well where you have some kind of balance in these characters like you have in like the sopranos or something like that this is just they get cartoonishly one way then cartoonishly the other way and it doesn't make any sense but the one kid who had his his camera broken he beats up the old boyfriend and obviously the arc is going to be that she should be with him that's what the show is saying anyway and it's just it's way too straightforward is the problem it's way too straightforward it and uh, i said this earlier but it rushes through the setup so it's like it could have taken its time to build the world but it's just like uh, oh found little girl oh look at that she's a jedi talking through lights that's over kid found dead it's a fake kid (laughs) where'd she come from flashbacks Uh, it's just it rushes through everything and uh, it's got the exposition lady who explains what's going on but that's just a myth you know uh, or that's just what people are saying that can't be true and it's just really rushed and there's no meat on anything there's no okay let's stop and see some real characters really interacting or anything like that it's just it's generic it, it feels like middle-aged guys trying to be hip <laughs> and and have a hip story with hip kids saying hip things and it's just it feels really pro. It doesn't feel like an organic bunch of people who enjoy filmmaking trying to make something good, you know? So uh, it's just uh, like I talked about generic characters reacting to generic, reacting generically to generic situations in this kind of a sci-fi context. And most of the characters are just generically good without any real flaws or generically bad without any uh, real redeeming characteristics. So it's, it's way too straightforward and it might be a show for kids. Like it might literally be made for kids but other shows for kids can still be like lady in the tramp yeah that's right i brought it back uh, they can still be good they can still have complexity they can still have real characters and kids can still enjoy them and that's funny i go to like a what was that made in the 40s or something <laughs> i love that movie i love that movie so much i didn't love it until i saw it again i was like oh my there's so many good things going on in that movie but so this i don't even know if i'm gonna finish it i had i started narcos because i heard a million things about about it. I didn't watch it at the time, but I actually enjoy that quite a bit. It's got a little more to it than I expected it to have. Still, I think the golden age of television that was spawned by The Sopranos, I think that's over. I don't think anything's gonna be that complex again. The closest that got to it that I saw was Breaking Bad, where it was just a, a somebody who's making this story and loves it so much, and you can see that love coming out. It had a whole bunch of storytelling issues, but it had characters with real flaws, it had real things happen, and it had real costs, and 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 very good acting on all sides. You know, it doesn't quite reach Sopranos level, let's be honest, uh, when it comes to anything. But... I mean, it arguably might have looked better. It looked great. Breaking Bad looks fantastic. But I don't know if the golden age is just over and it's just going to be mass-produced nonsense from places like Netflix. And you've got all these streaming companies now. They're having to deal with particular, like, Warner Brothers and those kinds of production companies just making their own streaming services. So we're going to have to have, like, 40 streaming services now. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I might just stop watching stuff altogether and just, you know, buy the occasional movie and TV show on iTunes or something. But that's what I think of Stranger Things. I think it's it's really underwritten. I wish we had better writers doing this. Maybe those better writers doing other things or something. I don't know. But I really, I mean, this is bad storytelling. It's, and the most important, abo- like a bad movie that's just a bad movie with bad writing, it's like you can just toss that away, whatever. Uh, you know, like your average Steven Seagal movie or something like that. <laughs> you can just toss them away. It's not a bad big deal. But something that really has great things about it, but does the writing bit really poorly, that's what frustrates me. There are so many squandered opportunities here when it comes to building the mythology and establishing characters and and really easing its way into creating an entire world instead of just superficially having a setup and just racing generic characters through it. Uh, If they did that with this, you could get something great out of it. I love the theme. It looks great. Uh, The colors, the setting, all that stuff look great great, but it's just, I don't think they have people who are clever enough or intelligent enough <laughs> to really kind of put this thing together in the right way. So that's that's just where we are, I think. You need mass production instead of auteur geniuses, and you're not celebrated as much as an auteur genius now, because people just have so much access to media that they can just go watch YouTube, they can just go watch, you know, whatever movie they want. Uh, they don't need to be forced to sit through something that's great and when they can just more quickly digest something that's easy so that's just where we are i'm sad about it hopefully we can reinvigorate media in general but we'll see we'll see about that this is the last coffee house i appreciate it hope all is well i'm going to see you once upon a time in not Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, (laughs) I'm going to see that. Tarantino's new movie, I might do a thing about it, might not. Otherwise, we are going to be back at it next week, and I'm not sure what's coming out. I know I'm finishing a few books, Thinking Fast and Slow. I'm reading again, so I can get all that information in that. I'm reading Gargantua and Pantagruel, but it's going to be like 10 years before I actually do a thing on that, because it's so freaking long. I've got a few other books. I'm actually going to be starting some other reading lists that I'm very excited about. I love the Sam Harris reading list. I have absolutely do no question but I'm going to be starting some other reading lists that I'm very excited about and we'll see how those go but that's the last coffee thank you guys very much okay bye